Would you like to accelerate your career and reach your full potential in just minutes a day? Welcome to the LeadX Show with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. Imagine if you had the roadmap to meaningful work. Hello, everyone. Kevin Cruz here, helping you to achieve your full potential five days a week. In just a minute, we're going to talk about how to find your way to feel good work. But first, don't forget to visit leadx.org. You'll find hundreds of articles from the best business and career writers out there. And sign up for our quick read newsletter, which is packed with actionable tips you can try out right away. Visit leadx.org. Our guest today helps people learn how to create work that feels good, whether that's a career change or starting your own business. She writes for Inc., Entrepreneur, Forbes, Huffington Post. Her new book is Careergasm, Find Your Way to Feel Good Work. Our guest is Sarah Vermont, and I'll have what she's having. Sarah, welcome. Oh, thanks. Love that. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> <laughs> you you clearly uh, are in love with your publisher, and they are in love with you for them to allow you to, to go with that provocative title. Uh-huh. It is provocative, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about careergasm in just a minute, but I always start with a universal question, which is just, um, will you share a time, maybe you know, at, at earlier in your career, at some point when you failed, what did you learn from it? Yeah, so I'm sure we'll get into this later, but uh, I used to work in academia. I was a professor at a business school, and at the same time, I was completing a PhD. And I did it for four years, and the last two years, I was pretty damn miserable. And what felt like the biggest failure for me is that I stayed as long as I did. I ended up actually quitting the PhD, 93 pages into my dissertation, four years in. And the only thing I regret is that I didn't do it sooner. And what did I learn from that? Well, I guess I learned that Things don't have to get super ugly before you change your mind. Like things don't have to completely fall apart before you choose something that feels better, which is ironically what I'm helping people do now. I think that's great. And I know in my own life, I've made some poor decisions and I stuck with them for too long. I've always felt it's almost like when the train has left the station and you know it's going in the wrong direction. It's going faster and faster. And you've been on the train for so long. It's like, should I just go to where it's going, even though I know it's the wrong direction? I know. Great. You had the courage to, to really make that call. Yeah, well, I mean, it did take two years of me being really effing miserable. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's it's interesting. I have so much empathy for the people I work with because in many cases, that's the same thing they struggle with. They'll stay for too long doing something they hate. Well, and, and this is great. And this, your own experiences, you know, fuel your your book. Your, your new book is Careergasm, Find Your Way to Feel Good Work. And you know, Sarah, you say that one of the hardest things to do for career happiness actually really isn't picking what you want to do, but kind of admitting it to yourself. Well, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so I'm a career coach, and so a lot of people come to me with one of two problems. Many of them will say, you know, I have this job I hate, but I don't know what I want, or I have this business that I've built that I hate, and I don't want to do it anymore, but I don't know what I want to do instead. And 
very quick in our work together, we kind of find out very often that that's actually not the problem. The problem is that on some level they do know what they want, but they're afraid to want it because there's a big difference between like you say, not knowing what you want and not admitting that you want it. And sometimes admitting that you want something is even uh, worse than feeling lost because it actually puts the pressure on you to do something about it. Well, and that feeds right into what I was going to ask you about is, is so even if I know, okay, this is really my call, this is the, the career I would want, you say we don't always act on it right away. And you, you talk about the resistance. Tell our listeners about the resistance. Yeah, well, I mean, resistance comes in a couple of forms, at least, you know, for me and the people I work with, it seems to come in two main forms. And the first is when you're resisting something because you're actually telling yourself that you should do it and you have to do it and you don't really want to do it. So it's just kind of like avoiding something that feels bad. And then there's another form of resistance, um, and this is where people really dig in their heels, where... You know, people are trying to, you know, or want to pursue something, but it just feels so scary that they will distract themselves by any means necessary um, to prevent themselves from doing it because the action piece of it just feels too hard. So, you know, one of the things I talk about in the book is my own resistance when I've been doing things that are scary but exciting. Um, for example, developing a course for people. I I mean, there, one day I remember I did like 12 to 20 crazy things to procrastinate working on this project that I really wanted to do. And I was doing all of those crazy things like, you know, watching like 12 TED Talks and, you know, making a batch of brownies and like eating a whole bunch of guacamole and playing with the cat and farting <laughs> around on Instagram. And all of that was because this thing that I really wanted to do felt really scary. And I think that's where resistance comes in for a lot of people. The thing you want just feels too scary. And part of the or, or, or one possible fear has to do with money, like, hey, I'm, I'm in a miserable career, but I'm making a lot of money. And if I really did what I wanted to do, I'm going to be broke. And, and you have some chapters. I just love your writing and your chapter titles. One's called The Cheesemaker and the iPhone, which is very, you know, I'm like, hey, what's that about? And then the <laughs> other made me laugh right away, a van down the river. Um, so so what, what are you talking about in these chapters and, and how do people get hung up about the money piece? Yeah, well, you can't be a career coach without talking about money because <laughs> the money piece is usually what people what keeps people stuck in jobs that they hate because they're you know everybody has these bag lady fears, and so uh, the chapter that's uh, called the cheesemaker and the iPhone is actually a story about a woman I worked with, and she was uh, really successful in her career. She was working in finance, and she said to me, "Well, I can't leave finance to." to become an artisan, like a cheesemaker or something. She was interested in, like, art working as an artisan or a healer of some kind. We hadn't nailed it down yet. And she's like, well, I can't do that. I like my iPhone. Like, I need to keep my iPhone. And I had to say to her, do you really think that cheesemakers don't have iPhones? <laughs> and it was just a really interesting turning point for her because she thought, oh, my God, like, I have these crazy, like, blown-up stories in my head about poverty and fulfilling work. Many people tie the ideas of poverty and fulfilling work together and tie the ideas of abundance and lots of financial security with work they hate. And those things aren't mutually exclusive and tied together. 
it's such an important message. And part of why I liked those chapters in this message is, I, I mean, I literally have uh, a friend. And as I was reading your book, we, my friend and I, we were having this conversation where, you know, she's not thrilled in the six-figure job she has now. She sort of knows what she wants to do. But she said to me, you said the bag leave. She actually said those words. She said, you know, I'm, I'm a single mom with, uh, with two kids. What am I supposed to do? Take them to the homeless shelter I'll be living out of? And, you know, for, yeah. for me to see her strengths and her success and the reality, it's very easy for me to say, that's never going to happen. Like, even if it doesn't work out, that's, you're never going to end up, you know, being a bag lady uh, kind of thing. But, but yeah. it feels real to us when it's, you know, I'm sure I have the same kind of fears, right? Yeah, we all have money fears, and it's so interesting how we place them in, like, you know, I either have money or I'm living on the streets. It's like there's no in-between, right? Um, that's when you know some of the crazy fear stuff is creeping up on you, when you can't even be rational about it. Yeah. Uh, one last question, Sarah. I always like to end by challenging, you know, our listeners to get 1% better every single day. So is there something that our listeners can do, something you want to challenge them to do today for their career? I totally do. Yeah. And I've been thinking about this, actually. Um, I would love to challenge your listeners to drop one thing that feels bad so that they can lean a little further in the direction of something that feels good. Because very often, you know, you might not know what your dream job is or the exact way you want to run your business, but we kind of have this internal compass that says, oh, this feels warm or this feels cold. And so if you can just turn away from something that feels not quite right and turn more towards something that is already feeling good for you, I think it'll be wonderful for your career and your business. Love it. And what's the best way our listeners can find out more about you and your work? Um, I'm at careergasm.com, and I'm at Twitter and Instagram on careergasm. And actually, at careergasm.com, I have a free course that people can take, and people can get the first 40 pages of my book for free, too. Wow. Friends, you just received free mentoring from a career expert and now have a way to get some online training resources as well uh, as part of the follow-up. So don't forget, everyone, you can get links and notes from this interview over at leadx.org. You can get Sarah's new book, Careergasm, from Amazon.com or your favorite bookstore. And one last thing, listeners, i got to remind you, if you got even just one new idea from the LeadX show, please hop on over to iTunes, hit subscribe, leave a quick, honest review. And if you do that, shoot me an email. I'm at kevin at leadx.org, and we'll put you into our private ambassador group on Facebook. We do lots of giveaways, hang out with our guests, and have a lot of fun. So until next time, remember, leadership isn't about a title or authority. It's all about influence. We are all leaders. My question is, who are you going to lead today?